0: Welcome back, everybody. We're uh, on episode two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you sound like a news anchor. Welcome back, everybody. We'll have to intro it because we don't have cool music yet. Yeah, well, we'll... we can't afford that. Yeah, like I said. Our budget
0: doesn't allow it. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even got to the monetization stage yet.
1: Oh, please. Well, never... I don't... well hopefully we'll get there. Well, we'll see.
0: But uh, I guess today... We are talking about.
1: Uh, what are we talking the,
0: about? I think we're talking about the cost of Time Attack, or really any grassroots uh, organization, Grid Life, whatever. Um, I don't so think
1: basically doing it on your own is what we're getting at here, right?
0: Yeah, no team, okay. kind of just doing your doing it yourself, and uh, yeah, and what the costs associated okay. with that uh, would be. So. Um, I guess we can start off by introducing like what uh, event organization we participate in, which would be obviously Grid
1: Life. Uh, Do you do anything other than Grid Life, Eddie? Yeah, I do. I do various track day. I don't know; they're called clubs technically, right? Um, But uh, the main one I do obviously is Grid Life, um, which is actually fairly. Inexpensive, mm-hmm. um, the actual buy-in. So, like the tickets, right? So you have to pay to get in to do the event, you know? Yeah. Unless you're really famous and really good, where they pay you to do the. Event, yeah, like influencers. Which, exactly. At mm-hmm. that point, you wouldn't be thinking about this topic, and probably wouldn't be <laughs> listening to this podcast. So <laughs> we're gonna glance over those people, and we're gonna focus on people who are trying to do it for fun or right. trying to do it to make a name for themselves. Okay. Um, I would say, I don't know, average, let's say, like a three-day, two-day event, you know, mm-hmm. 450 bucks.
0: Yeah, I think that's what I paid right? for the Lime Rock ticket, but I bought it from someone that had a season pass, so it was cheaper than normal.
1: <sighs> Swindled yourself around, I see.
0: Well, they didn't have any passes left. <laughs> 'Cause it was Lime Rock and everyone it sold out, so I had to wait for people to sell because they weren't going. So mm. I bought someone's ticket for four fifty and then that was a two day event and uh track insurance and I for my GLA is uh for that track was five hundred and sixty dollars and I claim it for fifty six thousand dollars. Uh um, oh my god yeah
1: what is you that too little for 56 no that's a lot is it i don't think so 56 yeah just in case so what are you planning <laughs> on doing like getting an upgrade like being like all right of course like, <laughs> like this shit's clearly worth 56 grand like
0: <laughs> yeah it's like, not but you know in my heart it's worth 56 grand okay right. and uh that's not including the, the i think it's a 10 percent uh down payment or whatever you have to pay a deductible that's what's
1: called <laughs> down payment yeah it is a down payment that's
0: really what it is <laughs> deductible that's what it is so yeah and then fuel because i'm a trooper and i drive to the events unlike some people i know <laughs> you know other street cars that are trailered uh eddie um i could have you know. driven to the event yeah but you did it nope <laughs> So I drove to the event. Gas was probably about 150, 200 grand, you know, roughly there and back, plus the uh, event gas. And then uh, what else? Not including hotels. And yeah, I mean, it gets up there. I mean, I think for the weekend, I probably was at two grand. And that's cheap. And that's cheap.
1: That's on the low end of things. Like you're doing it pretty well for, you know, basic, the basics, right? Right. I mean, it can skyrocket as you've seen. I mean, some people just go crazy. Right. Um. Now you did forget something in but, your calculations. You forgot the Jamaican <laughs> beer. God.
0: Yes, the Jamaican beer. They cost what was it? Twenty some dollars? Dude, that know. lady
1: did not want us buying it. I can tell you that. <laughs> they had the smallest beer
0: selection I've ever seen in my life. It was a wine and beer store and it had like one fridge with beer. Oh yeah, it was like in the back. It was like scum that way. <laughs> and you would think you roll up in a Mercedes, you'd be like, All right, that's cool. Did she shut the door in our face. I know. <laughs> I know. I've never felt more unwelcomed. <laughs> so yeah, and honestly, my costs are more of the uh have fun, enthusiast in track competitive event environment um versus someone that's going to be actually wanting to legitimately compete for you know like eddie here so eddie has a oh, whole please. spreadsheet
1: of what he's spent and it's depressing uh, yeah go ahead take it away man i mean i'm not <laughs> even going to look at the spreadsheet because i don't want to actually tell the the real numbers because it makes me really sad but <laughs> like so gas alone You know, if you're, if you let's do Lime Rock because that's an it's a quick trip. Yeah. That's two gas tanks for the tow vehicle because I tow my car to these events. Because God forbid if I It's not a real street car. That's why. Oh please! I I drove my car to the track this past weekend. Okay. Okay. So I drive it to the track. I still drive it to the track. I drive the bread band once in a while to the track. It's it's still got a plate on it. All right. Um but yeah, so the tow vehicle does not get the greatest mileage, so you add two tanks there. Mm-hmm. Racing, because Lime Rock, there was like no fuel in like a vicinity of like like anywhere. I didn't see any fuel. Right. Um yeah, had they, had, drive out. they had the
0: pumps there, but they weren't working for me. So I don't they know. They also were
1: like twelve pump. bucks a gallon. Right. Yeah. You know? So don't ever buy gas if you can bring a 5 gallon jug with you if you're planning on doing a full day or an event because they like to rip you off with the gas at the track like they'll just surcharge that sucker to like 7 bucks minimum for like 93 so don't yeah. recommend it unless it's New Jersey Motorsports Park because <laughs> there are no gas stations in the vicinity so like it's a pain in the butt yeah so but okay um we talked about you know my cost was the same to get in you know as you so that really isn't any different but like if you're planning on staying at the track you know and you don't have an rv best of luck um (laughs) you know you're not going to get much sleep maybe you'll get a couple hours of sleep at best i have friends who do it and you know bless their little hearts because like you know I need to focus when I'm behind the wheel. Right. Like, I don't need to wet, wake, wake up <laughs> in a puddle of something. Right. I don't know what that is. And, you know, being just a groggy sort of mood for the rest of the event, I feel like it would just be difficult to work at a high capacity, which is right. what I need to race a car, drive <laughs> right. a car those, yeah. you know. Concentrate. So, Right. Yeah. I mean, I can barely concentrate as it is. I need all the help I can get. Exactly. So, Yeah, so I I tend to stay in hotels. Um, I know it's more expensive, but like if you like sometimes we do it with a bunch of people, you know, we split the cost of the room and it goes down significantly. I mean, you're only in the room to sleep Mm -hmm. and shit. That's it. Yeah, that rhymed. So, (laughs) uh, yeah, I mean, that's all you're doing in there. You're not going in there and playing backgammon with your friends. All right. (laughs) You
0: could be if you want to.
1: I mean, if it's <laughs> raining, then maybe, but, you know, other than that, you're not in the room. So yeah. you get the cheapest hotel you can or get an Airbnb where the roof, you know, your head hits the roof.
0: Yeah, that's where a little it, hobbit house. I, it was literally a hobbit house. But you know what? It was cool. And it was somewhat close. Not really because nothing's close to Lime Rock. Uh, I think it was 25, 20 minutes away.
1: but Nothing's close to a racetrack.
0: Well, you know, you could be VIR and have you know hotels at the track. New Jersey was also the same way. With I uh, wasn't able to get to it in time, so but that's okay.
1: Yeah, but that hotel's not far either.
0: No, no, where we were staying wasn't that far, and it was near everything, so it was nice because we could just eat out, Texas Roadhouse. You know, living the life.
1: Uh, so you wanted to know exact figures? Let's. I'm gonna do the one from Gingerman. Okay. Because it's very sad. (laughs) Um, Hold on. I got to pull it up because I wrote it down.
0: Yeah. So the audience, uh, Eddie, keeps an entire spreadsheet of everything he spends. Uh, So we're just using that uh, because he's he's not normal and just forgets about what he spends.
1: Okay. So I'm just doing a rough estimation on gas tanks. Based off of you know just the average cost, so it average usually costs like ninety bucks to fill the tank of the tow rig, which is yeah. a Durango. It's about six or seven tanks, depending on you know weather. Uh, that weather can have a huge effect. If it's raining, that's an extra tank, damn, because you have to slow down and you yeah. can't go as fast. So it it just burns gas. Headwind, it just it's not good. So. Right. I did seven tanks. That's 630 bucks. Give or take just in gas for (sighs) to get there and back. Right. Um, Granted, that's like, it's like 1800 miles. Mm -hmm. So, you you know, that's how much it's going to cost. I mean, an airplane ticket would be the same. roughly. So, um, obviously the event is 500 bucks, 450, 500 bucks. Let's just go from there. Uh, My insurance is a little less than yours. I, I think mine's like 450 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what I insure. I think I insure my car like 43,000 bucks. Cause that's low. Gets to- yeah. I- but if it gets totaled, I just want to buy a stock one and then sell it. I'm not, I don't even um, know if you can um, get a stock one for 43. I know. I know. Well, th- these were back in the day when they were new. All right. Like I gotta, yeah, I might have to re- you should raise that. <laughs> gotta raise that. You're right. Um, I don't know if if I were, God forbid, I hope it never happens, but if I did wreck the car, I don't know if I'd buy it back or if I would just send it to the the heat. That would be like a tough, I think that would be a case by case basis. Like if the fucking wheel is like in a different (laughs) track, yeah, then maybe it's time to, you know, let it go. But like if it's just like body damage, like I'd probably buy it back, fix it up and send it.
0: Right, and then you wouldn't care about it at all, which would be great because then you exactly. push it even harder.
1: Exactly. That's the one thing about street classes. Most people care about their cars. Yeah. Well, except for a few people that we know. <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, so
1: you said $450. four fifty, four uh, fifty six hundred. Yeah. Uh, food. You're talking another two hundred and fifty, three hundred bucks for right. food, hotel. 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. For a weekend, it's probably like five grand. $4,500, <laughs> 5 grand. Probably,
0: and, give or take. Right. And uh, then, if you want to complete like a, I guess, a point season, it's what, four events? Four events
1: minimum. Right. And there's eight in total, right? So... All right, if you're doing eight events, then, you know, maybe you should consider, you know, doing this as a full-time gig because you're not getting anything out of four of those events. No. Other than just laughter and, and great memories. Yeah. Which is, there's something to be said for that. Like, God bless. But, um yeah, that's a lot of money. I mean, HPDE, which is where most people start, mm-hmm. it's a lot cheaper. I mean, I just did an event this past weekend with some friends. I think to do the day it was $250. Um. And that was like five sessions, right? So, and then gas was about a hundred bucks, and then I insured the car for two hundred dollars. so Because yeah. it's more. All right. Another thing I have to explain is it's more expensive to do time trial insurance mm-hmm. than it is just regular HBD insurance. Right. They tax on a bunch for when you when you're getting timed. Which is Cause, fair. Yeah, because you're going ten tenths. You know, right. Really, you're being <laughs> yeah. a dumbass. So. <laughs> yeah, that's when accidents happen most right on the limit so um you know if you're getting just doing this as a you know you want to go on the track don't let these numbers scare you because they're you know th- this is like at the the top level of doing time attack you know you're driving thousands of miles to go to an event you don't have to do that no you can do a local event right that's going to save you eight hundred dollars probably in gas and food alone right there yep. so and depending on where you are the track could be you know a, a couple hours less than an hour away from your house
0: yeah and uh, certain tracks uh have different liabilities for <coughs> liabilities for uh for track insurance so it's cheaper on certain tracks for some Absolutely. others um lime rock is lime super rock, expensive
1: i was gonna say Lime Rock is notoriously expensive because it's basically a national monument at this point in the right. racing community so like you know they want you to make sure you don't fuck it up which is fair yeah absolutely i mean yeah. it's beautiful you were there i mean it's, yeah it's way too nice to be a racetrack i'm surprised Gridlife life didn't even like got destroy it. it yeah right. it, it was just so nice i was just <laughs> I, the whole time, because I've been there before, because it's a local track to me, I'm thinking, I'm like, Gridlife is going to just destroy this place. Like, it's mm. going to be like Woodstock, like just <laughs> just like trash everywhere, right. people drunk across the parking lot. But actually, it was the total opposite. I thought it was great. I think the event went great. And uh, nobody did anything that was too outrageous. Yeah. So, so
0: pretty much the consensus is that racing is super expensive. Uh, and it's not necessarily for everyone. Um, and there's cheaper hobbies out there, uh, and there's cheaper like organizations, uh, in terms of like, instead of time trials or, you know, time attack, you do HPD, uh, just keep your feet wet. And then until you want to step up to that time trials or competition level, uh, maybe just stick to HPD advanced. And go and get all the seat time you can. Because, yeah. I don't know. Because I don't know how people can afford to do eight events. That's just beyond me.
1: Well, you need to have a sponsor.
0: Yes. So, speaking of sponsor, we're going to transition into that. Eddie. Yeah. What does it take to get a sponsorship? No, only I, fans. <laughs> that would be the easy answer <laughs> no if
1: they had only fans they could just self fund themselves they're so rich it doesn't even matter um what does it take to get a sponsor dedication i think is like the best word to describe it you have to be really self-motivated to to try to go out there and you know Sell yourself. I know that sounds dumb, but it's the truth. You're selling yourself to companies, right? That that you're kind of saying, "Well, what do I have to offer?" And and you know, to be honest, I sometimes question myself. I'm like, "What do I have to offer?" I'm just a <laughs> clown in a civic, but obviously, someone saw something in me, right? Um, and I think the one thing about it is, and I'll say this is like the la the last thing you want to do is is assume. Right. Assume that, you know, you'll be able to swindle your way into a sponsorship because that's just just not the case, especially in this this age where companies are struggling with budgets as is. Right. And, you know, if you don't have a portfolio of what you've done, meaning any sort of background of what you've accomplished, whether it be your car build or, you know, your racing pedigree or your history behind, or, or if you just don't know anybody within the company, it's going to be very difficult to have a company be like, Oh yeah, we definitely want to give you help. We want to help you with whatever it is you're asking for or, and, or just give you the parts, right? Whatever it is, you know, um, sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes, you know, things just happen for a reason. And so that's great. But I think, in this day and age, it's not easy to, to do it, but it can be done. You just have to go about it the professional and correct way.
0: Right. And uh, I think a big thing uh, is like a, a sponsorship deck. Uh, that is how you present yourself on that uh, shows like the level of effort you put into that shows, you know, tenfold when you're trying to uh you know, show yourself to a company or, you know, prove something to a company why they should sponsor you. Right. Cause a lot of people put a lot, some people put a lot of effort into it and it looks really good. And then you look at that and you're like, okay, well, I mean, that's super professional. Uh, they have all these accolades, uh, you know, we want to go forward on whatever. Uh, and then some people literally put zero effort at all. And then it looks terrible. They're like, Hey, here's my Instagram. I have 10,000 followers. You know, sponsor me. You know, no no one's going to ever do that.
1: Right? Nope. nope. So,
0: and I think a lot of people need to understand also, uh, like, money sponsors or that's it's very rare, I feel like. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of companies don't just give money. You know, they give product instead of money just because, you know. Just handing out money is, you know, dangerous because you don't know where the fuck that's going to go. So I think people (laughs) expect it, right? They expect, oh, I want this company to help me out, uh, you know, pay for my events, pay for this, pay for that. Like, that's not how that goes. Like, unless you're like a real professional with like a real race team, like maybe. But even then, those race, some of these race teams, man. The amount of money people spend to be on a part of a program is insane. It yeah. makes zero sense. Cent- like I don't understand the benefit from a company standpoint to net any ROI on anything. Like, like some of these NASCAR sponsorships. Like, what do you get from it? Nothing. You know, you have a little, you know, a little sticker on whatever car. That's probably going to get hit off anyway. Like <laughs> we're going to get rubbed off, so it's going to be pointless. I don't get it. I've never understood that. They will literally I, spend like two, three hundred thousand dollars to get that on there just to get like rubbed off by Kyle Bush or something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I I'm sorry. The way you're saying rubbed off is hysterical. <laughs> I can't, I can't, it's very hard for me to not just crack up just by that, you mean, like, I'm just thinking of, like, something with, like, a dry erase marker rubbing <laughs> off, you know, uh, yeah, no, I don't, alright, the whole NASCAR, first thing, let, let's, Let's step back a little bit because, ironically, NASCAR has been in the news a ton lately for that yes. guy doing the video game <laughs> wall ride and, right. and getting into the championship. That's a great thing for them because they really needed that. Yes. You know. <laughs> they really needed that. NASCAR has really been in the bag the last decade or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, their marketing modeling and their strategy is stuck in the Stone Age, I feel like. I, yep. mean, I don't know where they're getting. How sponsors think. It's. I mean, the only people who are looking at these cars are people who are already buying their products for the most part, right? So I never understood that. I. I just. Yeah, I don't get it. But uh, I don't know how we ended up on this tangent from how to get a sponsorship to rubbing off. But you know, whatever. You know. Long story short, don't. You know. My my best advice is to not send like a a DM, be like, "Yo, what up." <laughs> I got, you know, uh, some car. I got a Mercedes GLA bagged, <laughs> bagged third, yes. ba- third bagged GLA in the United <laughs> States. Uh, did it myself. It's all wired up by myself. Um, I'm looking to get, you know, uh, a set of wheels and coils because the bags don't work anymore. You know, nope. just that whole thing and just never, you know, that's it. That's yeah. not going to get you anywhere.
0: No, no, it's not. So. It's gonna make you look dumb.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um definitely having a sponsor deck helps. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um it's definitely helped me for getting a few sponsors, so
0: Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean even with, you know, sponsorships, product sponsorships, whatever, uh it can still be tough to
1: do some events and stuff. So um uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely coming from myself it's still really expensive it's yes, still it not is. like it's not like i mean yes i'm being helped to a degree but it's still you're talking thousands of dollars for right. something that essentially is 10 dollars worth of plastic oh yeah yeah it doesn't opening. make any sense at all it's probably makes... we have yeah that's true the way i see it though i feel like i would spend that money in very other various ways that probably wouldn't be nearly as uh, enjoyable and so it's like for me it's I love cars and you know I would rather do it on the track than do some dumb hood rat stuff on the street right that's true so unfortunately that costs money
0: so, yes and um, now I'm addicted now you're addicted yeah um, honestly like the west coast I feel like has it made in the sense that their track events are always less expensive because their tracks are all like open more so i assume that their track costs are cheaper because of it versus our tracks that close during the winter or whatever because it gets too cold and snows and does whatever so they can you know operate longer or all the time really And their events are, like, super cheap. Like, I see some of these events, like, in California, like, Button Willow or whatever. Big Willow. There's so many Willows um, that are, like, $100 for, like, a day. It's crazy. Makes no sense. I'm like, okay. The only thing logical is that it just stays open
1: longer. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, to your point with the staying open part... Believe it or not, though it's so hot there that you really can't go on the track. Really? Yeah, it's so it's like one hundred, hundred something degrees. Like, yeah. do you remember? <laughs> do you remember NJMP? My car was perfectly fine.
0: <laughs> you weren't though. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't. You're you right. were trying to eat a birthday cake. <laughs> yeah. you're right about that. And then my uh, battery took an L. Yep. Yeah. Which it was already, you know, going. So,
1: yeah, that was a real hot event. That was I, the hottest event I've ever been. I uh, hope to never do that again. It was so hot. Not only did the camera melt, but I, I it had to have been 140 degrees in the car. Because right. I had to run the heat on full blast to keep uh, it from overheating. <laughs> fucking type R problems.
0: Yeah. So, it was hot. And you have two radiators, don't you?
1: I have two, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Honda did not want that to work.
1: They were just not... They were asleep at the wheel when they were designing that thing. In terms of their cooling packaging. Yeah. But maybe the
0: FL5 would be a little better.
1: So it's got an upgraded um, water pump. Better ducting. So -hmm. the radiator's bigger. um, Some better cooling passages. And then obviously the hood vent. So I'm sure it'll be fine stock. Yeah. But as soon as you tune it, I'm sure it'll do its usual issues. overheating. I mean the problem is is it's the inherent design of the engine because it has water jackets to mm-hmm. warm the engine up sooner quicker for emissions right. reasons. It just warms up the engine, you know? Right. And that heat soaks it. So just just the design of the engine. So not much you can do about that. Yeah. Um on another note, this says unrelated completely from vehicles how are the dalmatians uh they're good
0: yeah they're they're really good dogs um but they're running around like crazy at (laughs) least you
1: don't have 101 of them that's true
0: (laughs) yeah three i couldn't imagine more than three yep they just have so much energy and they're like pummeling moo so audience i have a corgi uh so yeah she's getting pummeled by these Big old Dalmatians. So, Uh, but she's trying. She's she's giving her best effort to try to get to their level, but she's so short and her legs are so short. It doesn't, you know, she can't do much. So,
1: can you tell the listeners who Moo is?
0: Yeah. Moo is a a Pembroke corgi. She's a fluff, so she's a long haired corgi.
1: So, that is so cool. I I didn't know (laughs) anything about corgis other than the fact that, like, it's the typical. Car dog. Car show dog. <laughs> you know. Is that the reason you, you ended up with the Corgi? Or was it just you've liked Corgis? And... Uh, so Diane has had a
0: uh, obsession with Corgis forever. Um, okay. Yeah. So, you know, we found. Well, I wouldn't say we found. We were on multiple breeders lists for years. And one popped up that used to live in Richmond. And then they moved to Texas, and we were on that list, and they were like, okay, well, you can have, you know, you can get a dog. And then we, you know, paid a lot of money for a corgi, (laughs) and then, uh, yeah, and then they flew her in, and, uh, yeah, and then we picked her up at the airport. So, Is it?
1: This is I don't want this to sound wrong, but is there like a market like do, like is it like a market like ADM for like dogs? Like do you have to pay an adjusted value? <laughs> because like the like yeah. everybody wants them. Uh so
0: I believe they raised their prices during COVID, so we got shafted because they were cheaper before COVID, like this breeder at least. Um now granted they are uh, cleared of a lot of, you know, normal corgi issues, um, and they aren't carry. Well, this litter is not carriers of like hip issues and all that other good stuff. So, uh, I, I guess you're paying for that, and you also, well, at least for this breeder, you have to sign contracts uh, so that way you don't breed them because it's their like property still, which is fucked, but. It is what it is, it's their
1: DNA, yeah, yeah, it's their lineage. It created it, yeah, yep. Yep. I get yep. it, I get it. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, a lot of parents probably want their kids to sign a similar thing, but probably. that ain't gonna happen. So. <laughs> yeah. what's Dave's race? Uh, I see that on your shirt. Oh, you, we can see each other by the way, we yeah, a camera. So,
0: uh, so is uh, end ALS. So, Dave here, oh, that's cool, he has ALS. Uh, and he was a former racer and his brother uh is one of the organizers uh so yeah uh, all of the, all of the proceeds went to ALS uh so it was a, like a big charity uh event so they do it all over you know well, not all over they do North Carolina Virginia
1: I think Florida so yeah well wow, that's really that's really cool yeah. well, I'm glad you know, people are bringing awareness to it. Yeah. So. Uh, it was a
0: super cool event. He did a little speech. Um, and it was great. Cool people. Awesome. And uh, yeah, it was a fun little event. Have you seen anything? Now, we're transitioning from this. Have you seen anything from SEMA?
1: Or how do you feel about SEMA? Have you been to SEMA? I'm so glad you brought this up. <laughs> My feelings on SEMA are mixed. Yeah. Um, I think if you asked Eddie when he was the age of 15 Mm -hmm. or even younger, SEMA was the coolest thing in the world. Seeing all those cars in one place Mm -hmm. and like just the crazy builds and all the stuff that gets announced and released. Mm -hmm. Because back then, you know, the big three would announce big cars there. I recall nowadays, uh, I don't know. I think it's turned into sort of like a place where uh, the low end of the aftermarket kind of has their last hurrah and trying to sell their air fresheners. You know, (laughs) I mean, that's, that's just how I feel about it. I mean, I think, so I, I think the builds now that, you know, you see the SEMA builds, which are always these half done cars, Mm -hmm. you know, never fully put together, you know, glue and and just like just not designed, like never gonna run sort of situation. They just make it so it can get into the show and it looks fine from like three feet. Um so that kind of defeats my philosophy of cars. Right. So that upsets me. And then the fact that it's just Yeah, I mean it's just a bunch of I prefer PRI, which is like more my style of things.
0: Yeah, I feel like more of the professional uh, companies are leading themselves more towards uh, PRI, uh, just because it's like a more technical actual trade show, versus like SEMA. Now it's kind of just like a big car show, and everyone showing off their new wide bodies of whatever. Usually, whatever new car is out. So for uh, well the Z, uh, and then the C eight, uh, and then the new BRZ or FRS. So I don't know, like working the event sucks because you just have to pander around your booth and answer a lot of people's questions that aren't ever going to buy your product, right? They're just coming to look at the car that's there usually, you know, they have no interest in your product. They're just interested in the car. Uh, Like I want to say three years ago, we had a like a Datsun Roadster. Um, which had modified S13 suspension. Uh, a terrible car to have in our booth only because it had nothing to do with... For, well, it had our fortunes on it, but it didn't have the original like suspension on it. So everyone that came there was usually older or whatever. They were like, oh, back in the day, I had this. I had this car. Blah, blah, oh. blah. What year is it? What engine is it? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Like, ask me a suspension question, something related to, you know, the booth that you're in currently. So I don't know. I feel like a lot of people nowadays just get a pass from whoever and they just come out as a big car show. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just not worth it anymore. Like, in my eyes, to waste time to go there because you're not really getting too much out of it.
1: Oh, for I mean, I I always thought that that was the case. I mean, it seems like more and more. I I go on my Facebook and it's like, who can cop me a, a SEMA pass? Right, and it's just like, oh, I got you, boo. You know, and it's like they made like some fake company and like right. some shell company or whatever, and like that. And now they got SEMA passes. So yep. I just think it's like the the glitz and the glamour is kind of now almost like a caricature yeah. of its once former self. It's kind of like, I don't know, in the video game world, there was something called the E3. It was mm-hmm. a very similar idea. Big trade show. Yeah. I think the the idea <clears throat> of a trade show is also basically sort of dying. I mean, I, most people don't want to go in public places like that anymore. Right. Or fly out. Um, you know, and you can get so much more information over the internet or through a video mm-hmm. or through your own live showing of it. Right. That costs you know, as a company, you know, you, you put on a live stream of you're announcing something mm-hmm. that costs you a third, if that, because you don't yeah. have to pay for the people to go to SEMA, the booth space. Get the booth, get the car there. Right. It's hundreds um, of
0: thousands of dollars.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. and they yeah. and they charge a ton yeah. to, you know, get you a spot next to the restrooms. Yeah, yep. You know. So, yeah, I I just I think that model is a, is a dying thing as well. And yep. um I also just think my my tastes for the automotive industry and what I like mm-hmm. are not shown at Sema anymore. No. So. Yeah, a lot of
0: half-finished builds that what I think what irritates me the most about Sema in general is seeing these pristine cars that will never hit the road, that will never touch anything pavement-wise. They won't do anything other than be there, and then they'll go home and sit in a garage for
1: the mm-hmm. rest of his life.
0: Like They're literally
1: called SEMA cars. Right. There's <laughs> a category for these cars that get sold around. Yeah. And they're usually these cars that are one-offs, mm-hmm. that had some crazy body kit or crazy suspension or yep. a great idea and concept, but it was never finalized or finished. And these cars are just kind of jokes. Yep. So, yeah, it's I believe the car that won
0: like the best build was that. uh, I don't know if you've seen it. It's like that pistachio green RX-7 that's been with the Zonda motor in it.
1: Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's cool. I mean, Yeah. yeah. I don't know how. I mean, is it really a Zonda motor, or is it that Mercedes engine? It's that probably just... just the Mercedes engine. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. See, <laughs> that, I, see that. See yeah. that kind of ruins it for me. Right.
0: I mean, it's just like people claim their their car has a Ferrari engine, but is a Maserati, you know, engine. Technically, you know, it's derived from a Ferrari engine. So I guess they just claim it as it. Wow. But you yeah. know.
1: It's like I'm i dr- I'm rolling around in my Odyssey. Yeah, I got an NSX mode. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Like, yeah. It's uh, and this is why this is exactly why those people that breed the corgis don't let you do it. Because they don't need people going around, oh yeah, it's this type of Welsh Corgi. Well <laughs> yeah. it was. Now it's half. Right. Now it's mixed with, you know, some sort of bull mastiff or something. Right. Yeah. So, Not a full breed anymore. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's my feelings of SEMA. I think I don't know if they'll ever get back to, like, their heyday, which I don't know how much longer ago that was. But do you remember, like, Discovery Channel had a show that was literally just about going to SEMA? No. They used to have shows on cable where it was just them walking around, showing all these cars. I mean, I was, like, 10 years old watching these shows, so what did I know? Little did I know half of these cars, like, they're, like, showing Some these camera angles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just smoking mirrors and all that shit. It's like, pit my so, ride. Exactly. Ig- exactly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A joke. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, hey, whatever. If you're happy there, uh, I'm glad that it's, you know, I'm glad they're still doing it because at the end of the day, it's good for the the... I don't know, manufacturers. and <laughs> I don't know what it's good for. I don't right. I, really. Yeah. I always just see the Hoonigans just burning down the yard in the back, just doing burnouts. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Well,
0: it's cool if your your booth isn't right there. Like three years ago, we had two booths. We had one inside and one outside. One, the outside one was like right across the street or right across the, you know, little alleyway from the Hoonigan mm-hmm. little burnout thing. And whenever they started and people came by, you couldn't hear them. Like, at that point, we were like, yeah, we can't can't communicate with you because I can't hear a single word you're fucking saying. Like, yeah, it sucked. That, uh, yeah, that that was probably one of the worst experiences was outside. But there was cool people around us, but we were around truck stuff. So, you know, you had the people that just lingered from the truck stuff over – you know to us and
1: they were like "Do You guys make truck suspension I was like no We don't sorry Would you ever make Truck suspension is that a market that you've Considered
0: Uh, So we have Thought about it but the biggest Issue is the players That are already there are, ex- are Established And like household brands And a lot of people won't Deviate from that Does that make sense like yeah, people no, are dedicated to like Fox or Bilstein or uh King King. That's a big one, right? Yeah. So and they have that pedigree, you know. Versus, you know, oh, Fortune's making truck. You know, it's the same reason why you have like BC or whatever that doesn't make truck stuff because it just doesn't make any sense.
1: I gotcha. Yeah, I gotcha. It's just it, it's such a big market. Like it is. I feel like everybody. Like I, I would say. <laughs> Thirty percent of the owners of Jeeps lift them.
0: One hundred percent.
1: I would say more than that. You know, when you buy a Jeep, it's like, all right, let me take the doors off. (laughs) Yes. Lift it. Let me put some sort of stupid, like frowning grill on the front, so the thing looks like Darth Vader taking Mm -hmm. a shit. You know, like I, I, I don't know. I think it's just a market that I'm surprised that you haven't even thought of in going in, or just trying it. Yeah,
0: I mean, we've thought about maybe doing, like, uh, like Japanese domestic trucks, so, like, Tacoma or Tundra, because a lot of people transition from cars to, like, overlanding. And if, you know, most people do, like, Toyota builds or Tacoma or whatever, oh, it's just man. it's just a thing, man. It's, most of them just do it for the looks anyway. They don't go off-roading.
1: You can revive—I heard trucks were, like, a big thing at SEMA this year. Really, like,
0: yeah. Like making a comeback, back. yeah.
1: Which <laughs> I really don't want them to come back. <laughs> I thought that was the dumbest thing ever.
0: You know, to their, um,
1: I thought it was to really their credit.
0: Stupid. A lot of them put a lot of money into those like suspension designs in the rear. Like it's crazy. Like they have oh, to yeah. like, take the whole bed off and just like redo everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll Get give that them tuck, that. Yo, yeah. Yeah, it's a whole effort. So
1: So what do you uh are you gonna go to the track at all anytime soon? Like what is your are you done for the season? Are
0: you taking a break? Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm taking a break and trying to build up things like, you know, the four point roll bar. I wanna I wanna I wanna do stupid shit, cut a fucking Gigantic hole in my hood.
1: That's stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's very stupid, but I want to do it. So, like the TCR, uh, TCR hood vents, like they have that like waterfall design, where it's like a gigantic asshole. That's what I want. Mm. I either want that yeah, don't or just a it. center That'd be vent. Cool.
1: Well, from someone who has a lot of vents in their hood, <laughs> I, I, I can't say no more. I mean, I think right. it's cool. Yeah, it looks um, cool. And it does help. It does help. I mean, it's not just a a clout thing. I mean, it it definitely helped. It helped my car for damn sure. Yeah. I mean, it definitely helped that. Uh, But yeah, no, I was not. I was planning on being done. But um, my good friend and mechanic, he's a member at a track race, like a local track. And Mm -hmm. they were doing one event. And he's like, you should come to this member's day. I was like, sure, whatever. You know, I'll do one event. Right. Um. I went there, and uh, little did I know what I was getting myself into. There was like, dude. There was like a GT2 RS Club Sport. There was like McLaren Central. There was all sorts of crazy stuff, <laughs> and uh I was just in the Honda, and I was like, oh, You're right. right in here. Yep. So but how'd you uh, do? It was really fun. Uh, I did really well. I got a sub minute twenty. So there, it's quite quick. Right. Um. And, uh, you know, I held my own, I held my own. I can't. And the car held up, which is what matters most. Cause everything on that car is practically toasted. I mean, it's the same tires from Lime Rock right. and the Glen and mid Ohio. So those tires were done. Um, but I had a good time. Yeah. I had a good time and didn't bin it. So and
0: That's... the weather was perfect. And right. man,
1: we've had really good weather. I mean, it's, Hell, it's 60 degrees in Boston right now in November. Like, that's it's nice. something's not right. But you know what? Climate change is not real, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously. So. The earth is flat. I
0: mean, yeah. this is all normal stuff everyone knows.
1: So, I wanted to ask you some questions about guests. Did you want to have guests on here in the future? Should we yes. let the the viewers or listeners know, uh-huh. that, you know if they have any interest in. Telling their story on here, that we'd be open to suggestions if they want to comment in the Instagram. Yeah, send yeah. Send a message.
0: Honestly, that'd probably be the best. If you could DM us, uh, we would love to have guests. Actually, we have a special guest uh, coming next week. Uh, he is a uh, YouTuber, and he, you know, drives a colorful Evo. So that's all. That's all the hints I'm going to give. He's a clown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he's gonna talk shit to Eddie, pretty much.
1: Um, I get right back to him. So yeah, I just—I don't need—I, you know what? I'm excited because I haven't heard from him in a while, so mm-hmm. it'll be good to hear from him. Yeah, uh, and uh, I just love giving—I just love getting his heartbeat, you know, going a little bit. <laughs> Because I know it bothers him. So (laughs) as long as he doesn't have too much to drink, because I don't need all those accents again. (laughs) No, we don't need that. There was so. Yeah, we don't need that.
0: Yeah. Maybe if he can stick to one accent, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see about we'll see, that. We'll see how long he okay. can
1: hold it. I just like, I felt bad. You remember when we were in New Jersey and like he was going on that rant for accents? <laughs> like you guys were trying to go to bed. He was like standing there for like what felt like 45 yeah. minutes. Bro,
0: I swear. I was looking at him and looking at you. I was like, you think he's ever going to get in this car?
1: Oh, or just going to have to leave his ass. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, my God. Yeah, because you, were, someone was... I think it was you that was driving?
0: I was driving, it was yeah.
1: That oh, was you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He would not shut up. So. <laughs> but he paid for it later that night, so... Yeah, he sure did. He was <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Man, oh, what a good God. time. Yeah, it was a great time. It was a great time. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, I'm excited for that, and... uh I'd like to get my friend Tedward on the podcast. Yes. Um another cool YouTuber. Dude. Yeah, another another YouTuber. <laughs> you know, there's something with these YouTubers, man. Yeah, Yo. these YouTubers. Do you do you play any video games? I was going to ask you that. Uh no. No I, no, I
0: used to play video games and then I you grew up? <laughs> I <Right.
1: laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, you're going to trigger uh, people by saying that. Are you uh, kidding me? I'm like the biggest gamer there is. Like that's Ooh. that's my life without, you know, if I'm not playing with cars or playing with myself, I'm playing Xbox. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just right? <laughs> No, I I do play Call of Duty.
0: Thank you guys for listening. Uh sorry for the abrupt ending to this episode. Uh I had some technical difficulties with the keyboard and uh, Eddie telling me to do control Windows key something, and then it restarted my computer. So uh, blame this on Eddie. Uh, But thank you guys for listening. Uh, We have our first guest coming next week, uh, so be sure to tune in. Uh, We're going to be recording and uploading uh, every Wednesday for the foreseeable future. So thank you guys once again.